You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate Radio Show, recording live from the Diamantina Shire on Desert Rock FM. Thank you for tuning in, be that via the wireless or via the you know, respective uh, podcast platforms that you might use. My name's Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate. Errol Parker's in here with me. How are you, Errol? Good, mate. The season's changed. I've put the heeny away for another winter. <laughs> he doesn't mind the, the peaked beanie. The, like, we're talking 2000 and, 2004 Hilltop Hoods wow. beanie. Yeah. See, people laugh, but it does get quite cold out here in the Diamantina Shire, but mm. the sun doesn't go away, unfortunately. So <laughs> You need the best of both worlds. You need the best of both Protect worlds. Protect your beak. Your heeny. Yep. You need your heeny. We haven't introduced these guys, but they're already giggling away. <laughs> this might be the second or third appearance. It's certainly, one of these blokes has been on here about four or five times now um, in different iterations, different troops. Uh, you know, those comedians go, they are always got some new hustle on the side. But this yeah. one that they're today representing uh, on behalf of is kind of a pretty consistent template for two of the funniest Sis Hetz in Australia. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us, Cameron James thank and Alexi Toliopoulos. Hello, thank you. Thanks for having us back on Desert Rock FM. We love it here. And um, and thanks for giving us the branded heenies yeah. as well. Yeah. We'll be wearing those later on. Yeah. Of course, once it gets chilly once again in the world. Well, these all this, mate, there's a, there's a thing happening in Australia where, um, and you guys now are experts in hip-hop, um, we'll get into that later. But there's a thing happening in Australia where Australian hip-hop is mutating to more of an urban sound, a little, mm. less, um, mm. a little less kind of uh, piss-drinking barbecue white boys. Yes. Yeah. Now it's kind of drill, postcode wars. We're hearing about yeah, all this. Yeah, yeah. But what these artists are figuring out four years into their career, be that on YouTube or maybe they even get a start on Triple J, is their bread and butter mm-hmm. is regional Australia. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, peaked yeah, beanies yeah. of Tamworth, mm-hmm. Roma, yeah, you know uh, Townsville. That's where they're selling tickets. Lots of mm. uh, tropical goths wow. too up in mm. the uh, up into central and north Queensland mm. too. That's commitment. Mm. The trench coat in the Townsville summer. The trench coat and stubbies. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, no, no, no. All, oh really? All black, no, Commit all the way. No, we're talking proper Prince wow. of Darkness shit. You know, oh my Greg gosh. Larson is a tropical goth. That's true. Greg, comedian Greg Larson is a Brisbane goth. Mm. Yeah, I've seen it. He was pretty. Base too. He, had the, <laughs> yeah. he was there, man. Yeah, studded necklaces, the works. Yeah, man. the uh, the the makeup that comes down like two <laughs> yeah. like triangles. Like the crow. Under. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I saw more of that. He needs to put more of it online. I know he's trying to rebrand. Um, but it's always remembered. To, it's always good to embrace your roots as a tropical goth, or yes. in your case, um, yeah, Alexi. I've heard a story about you um, <laughs> as the probably one of the first. Uh, foodies in the inner west of Sydney. Yeah, while most of um, you know, you know, Heartbreak High, we see what the kids are up to nowadays. Um, they're wagging school and doing edibles and smoking weed. You used to wag school, yes, to go down to 
the Sydney fish markets because you couldn't get enough of the lobster Mornay. That's true. I used to, because I went through this high school right around the corner from the Sydney fish markets, and I was quite a cosmopolitan little fella. I would wag school, especially during lunchtime, even when I wasn't missing class. It would just be to go eat much nicer at the fish markets, get a beautiful view, hang out with a couple of pelicans. So instead of, you know, talking about, uh, you know, in you know in the same sort of throes as heartbreak high mm-hmm. and euphoria your high school yeah. experience was more like that delightful show made by <laughs> claudia carvin called yeah. bump mm. it was more yeah. well it was the same high school it's the same high school yeah the exact same school. the exact same school it's pretty well, awesome to watch <laughs> watch <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome to watch a teen show and feel the actual nostalgia for my own high school while watching it. Yeah. And just go, man, it does it. It's not accurate. Me and a couple of other friends would go to the fish market because they don't show that in the show. Yeah. Have a little prawn sandwich for lunch instead of a <laughs> microwave <laughs> microwave golden, pie man, from the canteen. Go- the golden Greek of Australian mm-hmm. comedy. Um, real foodie. <laughs> uh, you need to do a bit more food related. Oh, of course. Um, I love this stuff. A lot yeah. of people yeah. eat to live, but I live to eat. Yeah. Like maybe the next one you do after this one could be finding the Michelle from Michelle's mm, patisserie. That's good. <laughs> that's a dream come true. Who's is Michelle? he a real French? Is he a real French guy? Real French? Or is he just a drawing? But a then clipper? you go like all the way over to rural like Bordeaux and you you find him and he turns out to be a cunt and it's just anticlimax. Well, do you know what? You've Chances stum- are that is what he's like. <laughs> you've stumbled into something there because I, for a little while, became obsessed with figuring out if Guzman and Gomez mm. were real people mm. or if they were just two separate clip arts pushed together yeah. with a brand name. And turns out they're not real. They're no, fake. It was yep. probably created by an advertising agency yeah. it's not like far the from the your Subi high school. Boys or something. <laughs> yeah. It's created by Subi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the original bad boys Subi, of denim. Subi jeans. <laughs> uh, Subi can get him in Kmart now. Pretty awesome. Yeah. That's when you made it, man. But Everyone ends up at fucking yeah. Kmart. Yeah. Cool lines. Even liking S Subies my own size now. It's open up to the whole world. Now, we're, while we do have this um, lovely Hellenic foodie uh, joining us, we also mm. have um, rock star yeah. comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin Sandwich either. Devin Sandwich either. I did have Devin. Devin and tomato sauce sandwich. How long ago? Uh, not that long ago. Maybe the last time I had one was within the last 10 years. But at school, that was a staple, that and a Vegemite and cheese. Wow. With Me? Yeah. I've never even eaten Devon. Yeah, well, you're, you, yeah, different you know. Yeah, no, I do mortadella, excuse me. <laughs> so that's that's a very new meal. Um, mm. It's it's actually funny. Uh, Errol and I have a friend um, who, as a bachelor, he's got a missus now, so this kind of behavior's changed. <laughs> but he would try and limit the amount of mess he made in the kitchen hmm. and would deconstruct the Devon sandwich. So it's... Oh, no. Or just the, eat it bit by bit. No, no. It was the bread and the Devon goes in at once and the squirt of the tomato Squirting sauce. Squirting it down. Yeah. And the way oh, he I described it, he, said, he puts tomato sauce on everything. And he said, um, and this will be interesting to think uh, if you agree with this, Alexi. Uh, he says, tomato sauce is the ultimate condiment. He says, ordinary food needs it. Good food deserves it. Oh. <laughs> That's wow. great. If someone has a life motto towards food, they're part of my ecosystem. I, I love, love that. I love tomato sauce. I've never yeah. outgrown Heinz. No. I think the- yeah. Fountain. Glass bottle. All, I love the glass bottle. Yeah. <laughs> the master yeah. foods. I love the, the Heinz one that they make look fancy by putting like gourmet looking tomato drawings <laughs> around the edges of it, yeah. the skirting. I love it. It's got as much sugar in it as a yeah. can of Coke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we've got Newey, the best of Newey, the best of Sydney, mm. and um, two of the great 
investigative minds here. Thank you. You boys are back at it. Yeah. Finding Yeezus is your, is your new uh, investigative, uh, newest foray into investigative journalism um, and lighthearted entertainment. Now, I want you to quickly summarize, because we had you on here last time, mm. the last two that you got through sure. and how this started. All right. So do you want to explain the last two just yes. quickly? Finding Drago was our first podcast we made for the ABC Mystery Investigation into a bizarre book that was based off Rocky IV's villain, Ivan Drago, Humanizes the Guy, written by an elusive author that was presumed missing. But then I found a book that was new and signed by them. So we had to chase down who the author of this novel was. Excellent. Finding Desperado Finding Season 2. Finding Desperado Go. Season 2 was our investigation to another elusive character, <laughs> Sydney Ling, someone who held the Guinness World Record for youngest filmmaker back in the 1970s, who we believe was a fake record holder. And we make our way now to Finding Yeezus, the latest, where we have discovered a video game called Kanye Quest based around the rapper Kanye West that rumor has it is a video game created by a cult called Ascensionism as a recruitment tool to lure in young minds to their uh, to their new age ways. And we have evolved out of the podcast format into the video format. This is a fully fledged visual feast of a documentary series. Yes, yeah, webisodes. What made you feel like you were ready to make that jump from you know the very comfortable comfortable mm. comfy investigative format of podcasting mm. which you know has really revolutionized the the whole industry of of investigative journalism into yeah. in, into video like it's a it's web a great, series isn't it's it? a yeah. really great question and you're absolutely right the australian have gotten guys locked up based mm-hmm. off fucking podcasts alone yeah. Yeah. hopefully they can do a podcast on themselves get themselves <laughs> locked up in the next cell but we'll talk yeah. about that later <laughs> a little bit of company in there yeah. yeah hamish mclaren is currently behind bars from who the hell is hamish really people are fucking getting yeah. locked up mm-hmm. they got him and they got teacher's pet right and they got the teacher's pet so we we figured you know what let's Let's lock more up. <laughs> if you can lock people up with a podcast, imagine what you can do with a video. You can mm. get people to kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's the end goal of cancel culture, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like have, like, have a look what the media did to Melissa Caddick. <laughs> <laughs> Chopped her leg off and went for a swim. <laughs> No, we uh, well, we started working with uh, Auntie Donna, who are a sketch group from Melbourne. Yes, I saw that in the first episode. Mm. Yeah, so unbelievable. Well, yeah, in the first episode, we uh, a big reveal, and you know it's out now, so we can talk yeah. about it. But um, we we have a main suspect in this journey, and I had a mutual friend with him on Facebook, and that mutual friend was Mark from Auntie Donna, and so we reached out to him and said, "Hey, would you like to be in our podcast?" And he said yes. And then a few days later, he said, actually, maybe we could produce it for you guys. And All right. then it kind of evolved from there into a video thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so not their first radio. Not their no, first radio. They yeah. know what they're doing. So yeah. basically- They can and will get a grant. Yeah. That, that's what that was saying to you. <laughs> yeah. Would they you guys like to do this well? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They helped yeah. us get a grant. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> God bless them. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, that, that is interesting. So he came up in your research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give us the name of this first suspect you found. 
First suspect's name is Nick Lyons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the creator of this Kanye West video game, who we all believe is a cult leader, mm-hmm. he goes by the name of Phoenix. That's mm-hmm. the mononym that he goes by online. Yeah. But uh, some other researchers before us mm. have kind of narrowed it down to, it's, it seems likely to be a guy called Nick Lyons, mm-hmm. who's from Australia. Okay. Yeah. But no one's been able to contact this guy or reach out to him or get an interview. They've disappeared from the internet. They have no like persona whatsoever yeah. online. Mm-hmm. And so we we figured, all right, if Nick Lyons is Australian, maybe we could find him. We're in Australia, mm-hmm. you know. And then all it took was literally typing the guy's name into Facebook and seeing that I have a mutual friend with him. And from went, the, oh, from okay. the area where you think he's from anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, finding... The reason that we were able to find them is because the people have suspected that they're a musician as well. They, mm-hmm. like, make experimental music. Man- so Manson-esque. It is quite mm. Manson-esque because, yeah. you know, the music that we found is extremely dark. I had never even listened to this. I don't even know what genre. I would say it's um, discomfort music. I don't know what it is. <laughs> what, how would you describe well, it? Well, they here? wouldn't play it yeah. at the fish markets. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Unmedicated Nick Cave. Unmedicated Nick Cave. Yeah, it's lo-fi where you feel like the disruptive kind of sounds mm. are intentional. Yes. And also, can I also just mention that this video game, for anyone who's completely unfamiliar with mm-hmm. this investigative kind of uh, stakeout that these young gentlemen are engaging in, you might be, in your mind, envisioning something like the 50 Cent game that came out in, um, I think it was like 2003, mm-hmm. around that Get Rich or Die Trying movie era. Yeah. Uh, absolutely not. A uh, first-person player. No, it's uh, uh, no. it's like it looks a lot like like the uh, traditional Pokemon's, mm, like yeah. your uh, red and blues. Yeah, totally gold. It's very much inspired by Pokemon. It's yeah. that kind. It's basically Pokemon, but you play as Kanye yeah. and you go around top-down perspective, top-down perspective yeah. RPG-style game, role-playing game, and you go around battle rapping other iconic rappers in an attempt to become the number one mm. in the world. Yeah. And I remember when it came out, I played it with some friends, and it was like a very funny, silly, very meme-style game that we all enjoyed. We forgot about it. It went viral at the time. Mm. And then two years after it came out, it became popular again, a viral sensation, because people found this hidden level that hides the cult within it, basically. Right. The, the hidden level that someone has just kept plugging away at mm. in this game and unlocked something um, yeah. well and truly out after it's out of your life. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and it makes sense, really, because when you look at the actual concept of that game Kanye West is a producer mm-hmm. he's not a battle rapper no. so it's kind of like a it's a flimsy kind of uh, concept mm. that they're dealing with there has to be more to this yeah you know what I mean I want to ask now do you think they use Kanye West purely for the pun of Kanye Quest I mean it's one of the great I puns it's one of the great puns yeah <laughs> I reckon that that's because there's been probably- nothing from Kanye on on this, has it? No, oh. no, no, no. Kanye's busy. Kanye's got shit going yeah. on. He's got a huge <laughs> life. Albums, personal stuff, yeah. stuff in between personal and yeah. professional. <laughs> Doxing the entire Adidas board. <laughs> uh, but do tell us, Kanye, around this time mm. that this game came out, was Yeezus, the yeah. album. And that's when we started seeing Kanye West going from... The college dropout, you yeah. know. Um, backpack rapper. Yeah, backpack rapper. What was the um, addicted to retail yeah, um, yeah. kind of era? The Louis Vuitton dons. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Mm-hmm. and the college anxiety, middle class America. And then eventually from Bad Yeezus, we see him veering into cult leader himself. Like, yeah, messiah uh, type yeah. complex stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
we've seen those shows. I mean, if you have seen those shows, they're actually quite incredible where he does those Sunday services. And it, yeah, I can sick. imagine if I was there, I would be feeling <laughs> yeah. all of that. Ascendance. Uh, ascendance. And so how long did you think maybe maybe this might lead back to Chicago? Well, I, you know, it's, it's like you say, it's not out of the realm or possibility that he could be a suspect of ours. And we, you know, we work on a few theories of him being a suspect. He even made a video game himself um that not many people know about because it was never released it was never finished but it's a video game where you play as his mother donda who passed away and it's a the game you were literally meant to be playing her on her journey from this realm unto the next as an angel flying to heaven ascending ascending if you will like a spiritual journey he's kind of tapped into like that spiritual religious aspect of like what is Mm -hmm. there after we pass from this mortal coil into the next coil and we are coil earthers cameron and i this is a really curious story this obviously has something to do with as you touched on before ascensionism Mm. which is basically the belief that we can you know, leave this plane of being mm. using technology through, you know, enhanced biology to ascend to a higher plane of consciousness. So, were you able to make any contact with people who are from this cloth? There's actually a crazy amount of people out there that believe in this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, we met a guy in the first episode who kind of grounded it for us a little bit. Because when you first hear Mm. of these sorts of cults, ascensionism or whatever, where it's about, you know, like merging with technology Mm. and living forever, it sounds like science fiction. It sounds like Blade Runner. But but then this guy that we met in the first episode who's an expert on this stuff basically put it in the context of, hey, uh, if you have a bionic limb, that's -hmm. that's transhumanism. Even if you've got one of those monitors that monitor your diabetes for, like, how much insulin you have. Yeah. Like, that's transhumanism. If you have, like, a glass eye or whatever. If you wear smart glasses, Mm -hmm. that's it. So it is sort of there's within our grasps this idea of kind of merging with technology to extend your life or Mm. to make yourself greater than human. It's just that these cults take it to the next level where it's yeah. literally uploading your brain into a computer. Is it, a cl- is it the cloud? Are we talking cloud? Kind of the cloud, yeah, I think. Right. Yeah, like or the cloud or like a... Which I have so many questions about because I'm like, mm. surely there's a finite amount of data out there and it's all just stuff that can be turned off and on. So yeah. what if you upload your whole family to the cloud and then someone... someone pulls you out of the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cameron threatened to try to get me uploaded to a Dell computer. Oh, that's, yeah. that's yeah. nasty. I know, it was the cruelest thing I've ever done. <laughs> a, a Bosch. You could go worse than Dell. A Bosch computer. An Asus. Yeah. <laughs> I've uploaded you to a dishwasher. <laughs> a smart dishwasher. <laughs> and, you know, I hate doing the dishes. <laughs> But yeah, that is, I guess, the general theme of this cult that we're kind of tracking down is that they all believe mm. in in some way that human beings deserve to live forever or yeah. at least to transcend natural biology and sort of extend your life into the hundreds of years. And it kind of like the way that I saw it, it spiritualizes and factualizes stuff that is religious ideals of like heaven and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of is a way to 
guarantee an afterlife of some sorts yeah. to continue on in a digital space or a digital, maybe a digital version of heaven, maybe a digital version of um, Sydney, Australia, 1999 Matrix style. Yeah. yeah. You know, walking around Martin Place for the rest yeah. of your life. And it it kind of makes the concept of heaven, you, you know, something real and tangible. Mm. Yeah. You know, until, it, it almost guarantees it. Really. That's what I found the Optus hacker gets in there. <laughs> exactly. <and laughs> hacks heaven and <laughs> like, like, for a ransom of $1 million. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, it. You can have million. your hand hands and feet back for 600 million dogecoins like, uh, but doesn't that sound like something Kanye would get behind yeah. that sounds like something mm. he'd yeah. sort it of does. at least go through a period of being into and and it's also ahead of its time if we're talking 2013 yeah. just this year we've seen Zuckerberg with all his metaverse shit yeah. and yes. it's it, I mean I, I want to talk about the cult aspect here because there was a real it's great to get back into cults there was a cult <laughs> Era, and we know that was Jonestown, yeah. Manson, yep. you know, those kind Heaven's of Gate, yeah, yeah, those massive Waco, all, mm. these, all these rippers, right? Um, a lot of mass Kool Aid suicides, and you know, people really believed, and there was an era when that was popping. A, a lot of people forget that Australia played such a big role in that era, mm. too. Like, even if you look at someone like Julian Assange, who came out of the um, the family, I yeah. believe. Oh, is uh, he from the family? Yeah, bouncing around communes <clears throat> in, um, no, I didn't know in that. Queensland, and and it just would not surprise me if something like Ascensionism, which you say has heaps of followers, kind of, mm. did Australia give this to the world? Was this one of our great kind of- <laughs> Our great contributions <laughs> to the, the cults of the world? Yeah. <laughs> um, and and is, is there some sort of engine room in Australia? Because I'm, I'm looking at- at this uh, this investigation you're doing, and I just there just keeps being links to Australia. Yeah, uh, whether yeah. that's through someone knows someone from Australia or so, like prime suspects in Australia. Totally, to, yeah. it, it totally took us by surprise. I mean, we we were expecting maybe we'd end up at Chicago, you know, yeah. chasing yeah. down Kanye or in Ohio or wherever he's based yeah. these days. Arnie Donner will shout the flights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, everyone kept pointing us back to Australia, whether it was Adelaide or Ballarat or, you know, different parts of the country. Ballarat. Think, that's so strange that it's it, everything keeps pointing back to us. Mm. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at now. I think by the time this, when this episode is out, what episode, what are we up to? Episode three. Episode three, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... I mean, it's safe to say we we don't leave the country in this documentary. <laughs> We're not spoiling anything. We don't make it to the Windy City. Yeah. But we do travel around Australia a little bit. And it's, um yeah, man, they're out there. There's freaks in this country. <laughs> yeah, I think we are, you know, if New Zealand is the nation of creeps, we are... <laughs> The nation of freaks. Yeah, yeah we're freaks. Yeah. And we're proud of it. We fly that freak flag at half mast at the moment. But we're we do freaks. fly it. No, it's we're over, weirdos. Baby. Oh, wait, we're, yeah. <laughs> we've got a wrong Everything's doing? back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to break in the radio head for me. <laughs> we don't belong here. <laughs> um, so I want to know how you guys decide something is worth investigating. Um, is it because you find some sort of tangible link to Australia or or does this shit just come back like uh, I know you, your first two mm. kind of, you spent a lot of time on the ground in yeah. Australia yeah yeah um, what is it that tickles your fancies and when is it that you two decide this is what we're doing well, I think it starts with us now, now that we've been doing them for a while, we go on the search for mysteries mm. and we usually find a few, collate a few that we work on almost just trying to like get a scope and a scale of what the stories are. And then there will just be something that 
catches us. Like mm-hmm. where you just have that instinct of there's something bigger here. Mm-hmm. There's enough here for a full scale investigation. And for us, I'd say it usually actually is that emotional aspect of the yeah. story where you have that connection to either some kind of source material or an idea. Here, of course, it was the connection to Mark where like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's such a small, like divine coincidence of the yeah. world. But then also I think it was like this spiritual aspect where as our first two series, Finding Drago, Finding Desperado, the podcast, those thematic questions and what they're about, they're about truth and lies, mm-hmm. really, like the interchangeable nature of truth and lies. And this one we became very apparent that it was about belief and like why we believe in things. So it felt like an evolution of the work that we've already been doing, but on like a bigger scale as well, like the nature of belief and like why we choose to believe things. And then I think that's kind of it. Like, and then how can we connect it to like the pop culture space? And for us, this one was immediately very clear. Like it's video games, it's virtual reality, simulated lives. Like, Oh, this feels like the matrix. And we, that's how we were like able to tell the story visually as yeah. well was like to connect it to the matrix and stuff. And it was like immediately like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. We love the matrix. <laughs> Can I just say the reenactments uh, where you have uh, matrix characters reading out DMS that you've received <laughs> from people you've made contact with. Contact is, with the Redditors. It's, it's really good stuff. <laughs> yeah. That was, a, that was the best stuff to film. We were, we, we're not even in those scenes really. Yeah. We were behind the camera with the director, Max, just mm. watching Comedians that we know dressed up as the Matrix. And And making sure they deliver word-perfect dialogue (laughs) written by some guy on the internet that is not meant to be read out loud or spoken conversationally. Yeah, yeah, that was (laughs) Is that true, by the way, when that person was halfway through a conversation you're having about Ascensionism, Uh, this person tells you that they really liked your stuff on the ABC that they saw? Yeah, so this guy, (laughs) I was talking to this Redditor and um, we're like DMing, so it's real time, you know, and then he... He's clearly just gone off and started YouTubing me or something halfway yeah. through our conversation. <laughs> Watching clips of you doing stand-up with his wife. Go like, yeah, this guy's funny. Which, by the way, I've got to tell you, that clip of me is really bad. <laughs> I don't want it up on the internet. It's on the ABC's YouTube and it's me pretty much bombing, I reckon. <laughs> this- but it's a great bit. The bit's undeniable. The bit's camera. not bad. I don't know. But like, yeah. So he liked it. He told yeah, you that. him and his wife liked it. <laughs> Took a break from the investigative journalism <laughs> to tell you that that's really good stuff. And then like, you know, you did well, man. That was a tough room. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what these people are like. They're all really helpful, all these internet-y people, because they just want to- they want to solve this shit. Yeah. They want to be detectives and they, they want to research and they want to connect. And yeah. this happened to, you know, now we're just literalizing that shit by making <laughs> actors wear leather trench coats and <laughs> deliver the dialogue. It's great. For anyone who's just heard about this for the first time right now listening mm. to us, where, where do they find... Uh, where are they going to find the three episodes now? It's on uh, it's on a YouTube channel called Grouse House. Yep. If uh, if anyone out there is familiar with Auntie Donna, the sketch group, it's a YouTube channel that they run mm-hmm. and they curate it. Some of their sketches are on there, but also sketch and web series from comedians they like are on yep. there. There's a Sam Campbell web series on there at the moment and Aaron Chen one um, and mm-hmm. a Ben Russell one. Mm-hmm. And we're, I think we're the first documentary series on yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a funny documentary. So, yeah, it's called Grass House. You can yeah. check that out. It's funny. almost kind of like, I would say, an adult swim of Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. the vibe kind of they're vibe. going for. Mm-hmm. Funny or die. Yeah. Funny or die. And, brother, and please, we're funny, we're not dying. Please don't vote die. <laughs> 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 
But it's, it is a Google, it's a simple Google search, finding Yeezus. And I am actually, from the first episode, I said, I don't think this is going to go as deep as it did. Um, mm. And I and I really am puzzled, and now I'm hooked. Yes, and, and I, you also you have uh, you have the talent of the cliffhanger too. Yeah. Every episode, yeah, every episode ends, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not afraid of the cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to watch another one. We had to God. learn that when we were making the first series, mm. we just had normal structured endings, and yeah. I think someone was like. Actually, uh, <laughs> if you want to keep people engaged, you need to give them a little something. We had uh, a lot of expertise dispelled on us from the actual true crime podcasters at the yeah. ABC yeah. that were like, they were such like vital helps in like how to like turn the storytelling from like wide storytelling to just being like really focused and getting mm. really into the nitty gritty and making it really turbo. <laughs> it's so funny too, because, you know, we're both comedians, so yeah. we come from the world of comedy and- but then we just we've learnt all this journalistic stuff mm. just from being around other real journos yeah. and real documentary yeah. makers. And now I can't stop thinking in that yeah. way. Well, in the first episode, mm. you said that you two both uh, we, yeah journalism degree dropped. You out. both went into journalism school and That's decided true. you actually grew a brain and decided there's no <laughs> there's no future in this and then of course podcasting came yeah. around and, and we all of us brain. in this room are like fuck if only we'd stuck at it yeah. <laughs> i know <laughs> you know when i started uni i um was i wanted to get a job working for a paper or for a cool magazine like rolling stone mm. and in my first ever lecture at journalism the guy was like print is dead journalism is a dying art and i was like what the fuck am i doing here then what am i gonna do i dropped out i dropped yeah. out real quick within a few months that's a real shame because so, some of the great talent it. in this country was working for zoo yeah i know i know pub ammo uh, <laughs> but now there's not even zoo yeah, there's no, no fhm yeah, no. you can't get no lads mags no, no. no there's none are you just going lads mags you just go on instagram and look at bikini models just putting them up themselves. Yeah, they're not taking my joke submissions at all but you need like you need to that's what was great about the lads mags is you had bikini girls but then you'd have an interview with like max verstappen or yeah. something or henry yeah. rollins yeah, yeah henry rollins has done a piece um what i find funny speaking of kind of the bros um, that you are unintentionally bringing with you on this journey because Finding Drago was such a hit with the boxing community. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go into Finding Desperado and now we're dealing with like digital ascension cloud religion. Mm. Yeah. Slash yeah. Kanye West. And I, and I reckon you've migrated these boxing gym lads <laughs> from the very beginning. And yeah. I remember you guys were getting tickets off the back of Finding yeah. Drago. You were getting tickets to four gallon fights yeah, and we stuff like that. Yeah, gallon fight. And I think, uh, I, I do think that everyone's following this golden thread of whatever the hell you guys find interesting and they're, and they're on the journey with you. It, it'll be very interesting to see where you go next. We've stumbled into a fun little niche yeah. where- Essentially, we get to make funny documentaries, mm. like which is I've been the dream forever. Mm, yeah. I always loved Louis Theroux, and mm. I always loved that kind of stuff. That you know? saffron type yeah. vibe. Yeah. So, but we've kind of accidentally stumbled into that, and hopefully, we can continue down the path. I reckon we're going to run out of niche mysteries mm. pretty soon. We're going to have to start hitting the mainstream mysteries, like the Blue Mountains Panther, or. You know, every every boring town in Australia has a panther <laughs> living in the mountain. Every single one, every yeah. single one, has and it big escaped cats. from the circus. Yeah, we have here in Batula. Um, well, you see, we're home to Australia's only 
saltwater boar. So, uh, oh, we, wow. We wow. That's a great. lot of runoff. So, we do have a lot of um, saltwater aquatic life. So, I wow. guess, you know, but, you, you know, they're all confirmed. We do have the inland dolphin, inland porpoise, which is, wow. you know, like- Two a, different species. A porpoise is is basically a, um, a noseless dolphin. Mm. Yeah. If fuck you- don't say that, but um, <laughs> and um, and I think the it's dugong, one of the most beautiful creatures, <laughs> and the dugong too. Yeah. So like, but I'd, I'd say probably our local animal. Like, uh, it's hard to say because most of the panthers here get shot, mm. and they uh, yeah. they're just big cats. And that that yeah, the myth of it being, um, you know, something escaping yeah. from the circus. It's, it's our animals have been stolen from Sea World. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. underwater world. Which wow. is one of the underrated worlds, by the way. I didn't even know wow. that was an underwater. Where's that? Underwater world. On the, uh, it's on the Gold, Gold Coast. Coast. Yeah. What? Underwater world. <laughs> underwater world. Are you serious? It's basically just like a massive tunnel. <laughs> under, like sea world yeah. with a snorkel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, if you had a kid with a lisp, you wouldn't be taking it there, would you? What? It's hard to say for him. <laughs> Underwater world. That lisp. <laughs> <laughs> Every town has one of those one of those creatures hiding in the bush somewhere. Mm-hmm. Every single town. We yeah. could we could literally travel around the country <laughs> yeah. and just go, what have you got? By the, what did you have in Newcastle? What you, oh, there's, um again, like big cats. It's always big yeah. cats or something that they go, do you know there used to be a zoo down on Lake Macquarie and it was privately owned and then in the 50s it got shut down and the guy just let the animals wild. And it's like, wow. and then you do two seconds of digging into it and it's like, nah, no. that didn't happen. They got <laughs> no transported. Way. The animals, of course, got transported to Taronga or something like that. Mm, yeah. No one's letting them wild into the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> they just let them out. <laughs> in yeah. Sydney, we had Trough Monster. Oh, Trough, trough Man. man. The trough, trough Man. man. He, comes up, he comes up on way too many podcasts <laughs> yeah. that we, yeah. we do. And in, um, well, he's our only urban legend yeah. in Sydney, and he's uh, and he's added himself now yeah. too. Mm. He's now he's just a legend. Yeah, <laughs> now he's just yeah. He's got to, he's got to dust off the uh, rank cut though. I reckon <laughs> he's back. Yeah, Sydney, Sydney is it the fifty year Mardi Gras or the thirty year this year? Sydney Pride, get back 70. in the trough. Mm. Yeah, we'll bring him back. Seventy eight. I went to the um, oh, South Panthers Pride, yeah. Panthers game and I was trying to be trough boy there, and no one would have it. Nah. I was like, "Come on, guys!" More of a, yeah, more of a more urbanized kind of. Uh, <laughs> No, well, I'm from um, Snowtown, so our uh, wow. our oh, one's yes. pretty self-explanatory, pretty iconic, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty famous. Yeah, the bank. Um, <laughs> it's where I open my Dolomites account. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so noisy in there. Uh, I want to ask if there's anything on your minds. Is there something you're seeing in the future for the two of you next? Oh wow, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I know we've just spitballed about there's wild heaps. animals in the mountains. Yeah. There's so many. We've yeah. got we've got a Google Doc filled mm. with like potential stories mm. or whatever. That this Fuck. Is- Optus Hacker, if you're yeah, if you're listening, please I- don't Optus Hacker. Yeah, I want that Doc. list. If you are listening, please scrub me from the list, please, please. <laughs> don't a few warring emails this week, please. But also, yeah. your time's up because these guys might have to come for you. Yeah, and they've and they've proven they've got form. They can get to the bottom of something like this. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the main one is at the moment. We've been kind of asking other people for submissions. Yeah. So if mm. you guys have any, in fact, the other day someone brought up the urban legend that Tim Friedman from the Whitlams has killed someone. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> Blow up pokies. <laughs> Damn. So that one's not bad. But then there's, there's no aphrodisiac. <laughs> yeah. Like homicide. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's like an urban myth. It's yeah. like, 
I mean, if you live Wait, in Sydney, here, you can right? just go down to where he drinks and ask him. Yeah, yeah. Where is yeah. he? Botany View, probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. Oh, no. It's turned into a holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. I think it has. The it sand ring of that. Was, yeah. that was their spot, oh, right? drinks at the sander. Yeah, that yeah. was the song. Um, well, thanks for joining us, guys. There's a Google Doc. I look forward to more of this, but most importantly, I look forward to the next couple of cliffhangers as you finish up. This. How many How many episodes did you end up with? You said five or six. Well, let me tell you this. We got that six. Oh, yeah. 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 At the time, we were not sure, but mm. we ended up pushing and we got six episodes. We won't spoil anything now, but we'll just let you know. We solved the mystery. You did? We yes. Did. Okay, yeah. solved it. We Sweet. turns out we're actually pretty good at this time. Okay. In episode six, we get all the answers. Mm-hmm. We go we go deeper than anyone has ever gone before. On this and this thing. is one, or well, up until now, was one of the great unsolved mysteries of the internet. And oh. there have been people that have had cracks. There have been yeah. people that have put in the work. There's been some great like YouTube essays and stuff mm-hmm. like that about this. There's some great journalism. But nobody has ever gotten answers before. Nobody has found people out there in the world. And we'll just say we did solve this. Well, yeah. congratulations, guys, for backing yourself into this. Because I could also see a world where, like, <laughs> yeah. you just finished this series on episode five and go, yeah. oh. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> pretty wild. Pretty weird stuff, guys. We, yeah. we, we chased a few rabbit holes. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we're both um, obsessive people mm-hmm. who would kill ourselves if we didn't solve the yeah. thing. So okay. we had Good. to do it. So there were two outcomes. We had two endings <laughs> plans. <laughs> One of them was a real life ending as well. And one of them was, we hope we catch somebody at the end of that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah look it up, everyone. Finding Jesus. It's uh, it's out now. It's halfway through. and um, It'll be in our show notes. It'll be in our yeah. show notes. We'll, uh, Thanks for having us, And it's going to be all across uh, the Australian media landscape as we get closer to episode six, oh, I reckon. Yeah. We hope so. Thank you, guys. Thanks for flying us here as well. Yeah, it's all good, guys. It. It's, yeah, it's, okay. it's a hell of a yarn, you know. Mm. Um, and let's go get a lobster morning. Oh, <laughs> mamma mia, I'm back at home. <laughs>